Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, this is James. Welcome to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. I am here with... David. David, and uh, we might sound a lot better now. We've been hearing feedback from our, our listeners saying, you know, they couldn't hear us. And so this week we went out and bought ourselves a microphone. And so, you know, we're trying to, we're really trying to make this a good experience for everybody. So thank y'all for sticking it with us. But from now on, it's going to be a lot better and it's going to be, a, you know, sound a lot clearer. And uh, again, thank y'all for listening to us. And if you want to look us up, we're on Instagram, SWS Pod. Star Wars stuff pod, and uh, we're, that's where we post pictures of you know like the latest posters that come out. Also, uh, like the toys we buy, we buy a lot of toys, <laughs> buy a lot of books and stuff. And you can look us up there. And also on our Instagram page is our email address. If you want to email us and tell us that you like us, you hate us, make fun of us, correct us, we will read them and we will you know hopefully get back to you. But uh, yeah, thank y'all for listening and. Uh, do you have anything to add to that, or should we just jump right into it? We also have Twitter, too, right? Yeah, we have a Twitter. Just follow us at SWSPod2187. And if you understand what the 2187 is, you are a true Star Wars fan, and you are Unlike awesome. Unlike me. Unlike you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I created the uh, the Twitter account number, and he was like, could we use like something with Star Wars in our Twitter name? And I'm like... Uh, <laughs> I didn't respond, and then he comes back like a minute later. Oh, I get it now. Yeah, that's a cool name. <laughs> yeah, I read it as twenty one eighty seven, not two one eight seven. Yeah, two one eight seven. I was like twenty one eighty seven. I was like, what's the eighty? Uh, the twenty one, okay, but the eighty seven. But yeah, so that's uh, <laughs> that was our that was our fun moment there. When we were first starting, but yeah, look us up uh, at SWS Pod two one eight seven at Twitter and follow us as well. And you know, you can comment, tweet us, and like I said, we'll get back to you and. uh all right, so without further ado, we start our episode seven podcast. Woo! I don't have any fanfare music for that, but uh, yeah. yeah. So the podcast awakens. The podcast awakens. Ooh, that's good. That's so like you know uh, relevant to this podcast because we're going to be doing stuff like really good now. Like it's going to be nostalgic. We're going to think about the old podcast, but we're also going to be doing like newer stuff as well. So I'm just kidding. I'm just and kidding. we're also going to debut a new segment called uh, Spoiler Alert. Yeah, Spoiler Alert. And uh, <laughs> you'll hear the loud uh, Death Star horn, yep. klaxon whatever, go off. Yep, whatever we get Because to we got a lot of spoilery rumor news to cover. Yes, we do. And uh, so, yeah, without further ado, let us get into it. What you got, David? All right, so when we were actually uh, doing last week's show, the news broke out. Uh, Ava DuVernay tweeted that, uh, happy to share this historic news. A black woman directing st- stories in a galaxy far, far away. First unit director, Victoria Mahoney. And she has worked on projects such as Grey's Anatomy and American Crime. But uh, she's going to be first unit director, and uh, that's going to be for episode nine. That's pretty awesome. That, is this the. Well, there was a uh, 
he already did have like a first seated director, a female first seated director for episode seven, or is this like the first time? Like this is a big. big I deal. think it's the first time for a female. Okay, this is awesome. Yeah. This is cool. I'm re- I'm really happy to hear to hear about this. Yeah, that's awesome news for us. Yes, as minorities, <laughs> and uh, it's just awesome in general. Oh yeah, JJ, I think kind of introduced the whole kind of multiculturalism in. Uh, uh, the Force Awakens yes. when he had Finn and he had Poe mm-hmm. and Ray. I mean, I mean, he kind of checked all the boxes. Yeah, there. he did. So. Some would say Rogue One also did the same, but like really right. made sure they checked every single box. And JJ keeps on saying that he wanted Star Wars to look like the world, and he constantly says that. And he he did it, and he's kind of coming through with Episode Nine and. I mean, I think he's that. That's just another great thing about JJ having JJ on board. Oh yeah, that's very, very, very true. I'm glad he's on. So he's he's doing it in front of the camera and behind the camera. He's also using a lot of great, great talent. And what else did we find out this week? Well, on the Star Wars show, uh, father and son Lawrence and John Kasdan sat down for the first interview uh, for Solo, and they dropped some very interesting tidbits. I guess we're really not going to consider these spoilers because it's out there in the media. Mm-hmm. But if you kind of want to avoid this news, you might want to skip ahead. But um, one of the statements that was made was, um, what we started with in A New Hope was a very cynical guy. It allowed for a character arc that naturally lent itself to this movie, which is how do we become, how do you become a cynical guy, which is talking about Solo. Mm-hmm. So they also discussed they really didn't want to do an origin story per se but kind of show where han started and how he got to become a new hope han mm-hmm. and that's what i wanted to see and and it's great to hear him say that a couple of other interesting details all of chewie's lines were written in english in the script that's awesome when i heard that yeah. i thought that was pretty great yeah that's great and that's very much the same way that i know marvel did the lines for Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. They actually gave him dialogue. Um, also, another uh, piece of information, L3 is uh, the droid. The full name is L337. Mm-hmm. And if you're familiar with the tech world, that actually spells a word. What does it spell? I don't know. Well, there's a fo- uh, it's, it's kind of like the internet language. You use uh, numbers for letters and you can spell things and it's called leet speak. Mm, okay. And L337 is essentially L E E T. So that is the word leet. Okay. Already. So that's that's kind of interesting. Uh, and uh Han and Kira and Kira played by Amelia Clark have a shared background that was very tough. Yeah, so so this is almost going to do what Rogue One did, where we're going to have like the be- the beginning of the movie is going to be at a certain, when they're younger, and then which is in the trailer. That's like, what we're assuming, the, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. in the trailer, you see her; she looks kind of she has right. She has hair, a different haircut, she has yeah. a different haircut. And then there's another shot of her later in the trailer where she's coming out. She looks like awesome. Like she looks like all kept up. Like it's been a couple of years, and she has a lot more money now. And so th- there is going to be a time jump, which we are expecting there to be a time jump. Or is this going to be a movie where they're going to, you know, do flashbacks periodically throughout? I don't Which, think they're going to do that. I think they're going to do the former. Like like Rogue One did, where it starts off and then we... Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then we, we get to... Or so as a kid. And then yeah. we get the uh, the title in the middle. It's like, whoa. 
<laughs> All right, sorry. Yeah. What else we got? Also, uh, Beckett, played by Woody Harrelson. He's a highly trained, very lethal criminal. He's a real pro into big jobs who runs a crew. And we saw that kind of in the trailer. He, mm-hmm. said, he talks about his crew. And also, to understand Enfys Nest, you have to understand Beckett. So there's kind of a clue that they drop there. Which is uh, Beckett is going to be uh, Woody Harrelson's character. Right, right. Yeah. That's Tobias Beckett is Woody Harrelson's character. And that got my brain turning, and I'm thinking, okay, well, what could that mean? Could Infus Ness maybe be Beckett somehow? Could could that be Beckett's brother? Could that be Beckett's uh, uh, paternal twin? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, could it be a clone? I don't know. Um, also, Infus is a competitor to Beckett, who is a more pirate-like gang leader of the Cloud Riders. Cool. And they have cool costumes as well. Uh, so, so Infus Ness we now know is a man, but, but before we thought it. Well, was we don't be, know. Well, it, but, it, I, but I've been hearing a lot of he. I've been hearing a lot of right, like, right. Well, see, here's the thing. The reason why we thought Infus Ness was a female was because there was a French publication that used a lot of female pronouns. Mm-hmm. And now, when you read the Lucasfilm English material, it refers to Infus as him. So it's like, okay, well, are they trying to keep it, like, as a reveal in the movie mm-hmm. or what exactly? So we kind of don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess if they keep it secret that long and the movie comes out, we all go, cool. I think that might be what they're doing. And this poster, you can't see what I'm looking at. We're looking at the uh, UK poster that they released for Solo, and it looks glorious. It looks really, really great. Yeah, it looks really, really good. It's super vibrant. They got Lando smack dab in the middle. It's like looking re- cool, yeah, walking he's towards looking, camera. Yeah, he's looking dope, man. And Han Solo, of course, with his famous DL-44 blaster <laughs> shooting. You got Chewie, Kira, Beckett, Enfys, Val, Dryden, <laughs> the Falcon, and TIE Fighters chasing in. It looks like they're on one of the new planets. I, I, I love that Tandy Newton is in, this, is in this movie. I love her. And the fact that like she's, she's in a Star Wars movie, when I saw right. her face, I was like... <gasps> yeah, she's a really... Good actress, and oh, I think yeah. she's underrated as well. Oh, yeah. If y'all have never yeah. seen her, uh, the first time I saw her was in Mission Impossible 2. I was like, this group's Yeah, I think cool. that's the first place everyone Everybody saw her. Everybody saw her. Yeah. And then now she's, now she's going to be in Star Wars, and the plus she yeah. was also in the Westworld. Right. Really, really killing it there, literally. But uh, sorry, they're going to spoil <laughs> Westworld for everybody. All right, what else? what else we got? And Ron Howard tweeted this past week that it's a wrap on post-production. Yes, yes. And he talks about what, it's a, what an adventure it's been, and he gives thanks to the terrific cast and extraordinary folks behind the camera. And the film is done. It's We're, done. We just have to. Uh, no, hey, they have to do is just promote. wait patiently and maybe watch a little Infinity War, maybe watch a little Deadpool mm-hmm. in the meantime, and then uh, take it all in on May twenty fourth, not oh, the twenty fifth. You see the twenty fifth printed in every publication, but. Every major film comes out a day before, actually, on a mm-hmm. Thursday. That's when I saw Last Jedi. Right, right. was the right. day before. So yeah, it's it's really May twenty fourth, seven p.m. There might be some six p.m. screens. I don't know, but it's going to be May twenty fourth essentially. And I uh, this week they interviewed. Um, well, I don't know if it was they interviewed him this week, but they asked Ron Howard what his um, what his approach was like how he felt coming into the uh, production and he said like you know he came in as he's this is him saying saying i came in as a true believer in what the movie could be i really love the story i thought the script was strong i was very excited about the cast so it was easy for me to be enthusiastic so that makes me and that kind of made me re- be feel really happy is that rod howard came into this 
excited. Like, he came in, you know, and he just did what Ron Howard – I know I always say that he did what Ron Howard does, but Ron Howard's a great director. He's one of the, he's one of the greats. So the fact that he came and read the script and was excited for it makes me excited for it. And um, the interview with the Lawrence and Jake, right? Jake Kasdan? John. John, sorry. Because yeah. there is a Jake. I swear to yeah. God, there is a Jake. Yeah, <laughs> I think the, Jake was associated to Jumanji. Yeah, he directed Jumanji, yeah. which is – that's a good family. That's a cool That's a cool family, the Kasdan family. The interview with them, and it, it was really – it's really cool to see a father-son screenwriting duo. Like that's a cool – how he, he came in, the, the, the father, Lawrence Kasdan, came in. And he said, "Okay, I really my son was gonna is gonna be really great with this because he understands Han Solo, and and if you if, if one thing about that interview that made me laugh is they sound the same right. the father and the son you could close same your voice, eyes yeah. you could close your eyes listen to that interview and you don't know who's talking but I, I love the fact that it's a father son who wrote this screenplay and the fact that Lawrence Kasdan is back you know to write this you know this, this screenplay he wrote Empire Strikes Back Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens and." He's he's like the guy to go to because he understands these characters, the characters that we grew to love after the first one. Like he's he's kind of under behind all of this. So I'm just super psyched to see what Solo's gonna be with Rod Howard directing it. And JJ does an awesome Lawrence Kasdan impression. Are you serious? I, it's awesome. I'm it's gonna so go that funny. later. <laughs> well, if you take a look at the Force Awakens Comic Con panel, he mm-hmm. does one there. <laughs> and I've seen that panel so many times. But yeah, it's, it's really entertaining. I'll have to check that out. And uh, just today, Alden yep. Ehrenreich uh, revealed that uh, he kind of let slip that he has been signed for three films. But that's customary, though. That's nothing out of the ordinary. We were talking about it earlier. Um, Felicity Jones signed for three films, mm-hmm. and she did Rogue One. And, of course, we all know what happened there. <laughs> so it's just kind of customary thing. I mean, that's... What Marvel does—that's what Lucasfilm is, now, is has she, learned. Is she doing the uh, the Forces of Destiny? The voice? Yes. She, okay. Yes. All the characters in the Forces of Destiny are voiced by their actual uh, on screen. Which seems like only Disney can pro- possibly do that to get other people. So, yeah. do you think that contract for the, for her for the three movies also included voice work as well? And that's how they're kind of honoring this contract and paying her. And do you think that's going to happen with 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 Alden? Aaron Reich, like I don't think so because it was films. It was it, also it, it, it specifically would, says films. Maybe so, yeah, yeah. Something, oh, okay, something okay. maybe like a sub piece in that contract. Maybe okay. I don't know. I don't think anyone has an actual contract, but yeah, it's the, she's getting paid. She's get, oh yeah. I she came to celebration. She got she, paid. She there. had the most. Like if you looked at, at the celebration page for the autographs, she was the most expensive autograph to get. Yeah, even more than she was like two hundred fifty. Oh, she was more. She was like five hundred dollars. Really? It was. It was a lot. Like it wow. was. It was like even uh, Ian McDermott didn't even ask for that much, and I would have. Yeah. You know, it was ridiculous how much she was getting paid to do that. But I, you know, that's that's cool, and it, it got me excited thinking about you know Alden Ehrenreich maybe doing solo, but not doing a solo trilogy. Maybe doing like. Um, Oh, I want on. a solo trilogy. I, I, I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to say the word trilogy yet until we've seen Solo. You know, yeah. until we've seen like what's happening. But like, it would be pretty cool to know, like, if another movie down the road he may show up as Solo, and we yeah. got a young Solo. Pop I've seen up. enough. I want a solo trilogy. You want a solo? Tri- yeah. yeah. Look at this guy. I've seen enough. I've this heard guy. enough. It's like. Bring it on! I want the bounty hunter to show up. I want Boba Fett in there. I want Can you the imagine Hux. everybody just freaking out the moment they show Boba Fett? If you see Slave One just fly by somewhere, I think we already did. 
You think we already? Uh oh, here we go. Is it? <laughs> yeah, we, I think we talked about it before, right? I know we talked. Yeah, but we we see like the, but we don't really like really. We right. don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like until we know, then that's gonna that's gonna be awesome. I'm excited to yeah. see that. What else we got? Uh, one interesting thing. Uh, got some Galaxy Edge talk. Um, I found out that the Anaheim Galaxy's Edge is gonna be completed way be- well, not way before, but before. Uh, Disney World Orlando's Galaxy's Edge, but they're going to have the hotel mm-hmm. that wait, wait, wait. Anaheim is. Oh, so Disney's going to have a hotel. Oh, they're going to world have is going to have a hotel. Oh, okay. Land is not going to have a specific Star Wars hotel where you where you're immersed in the whole Star Wars. Yeah, experience. like the the windows are, uh, are like it's like a projection. You're like in space, right? right? Every room is going to have a digital window where you look out and you see something oh, Star Wars related <laughs> planet. I would never Space. leave. I would never leave. I, I would be like, <laughs> look at this. There's an X-Wing flight. Oh, my God. So Florida is going to have the – I guess that's why it's taking longer because they're going to have like maybe more of what's happening there, whereas Anaheim will be done quicker. And I've seen some of these uh, – like these um, – I think you posted some pictures of like what it's going to look like there in Anaheim, and it looks it looks pretty glorious, man. It looks, it looks amazing. <laughs> I'm so yeah. excited to see yeah. it. And I, I think I'm going to be going. Uh, I don't know my hopes up. I think I'm going to be going November of next year, maybe. And the reason why, like, my wife was like, "Let's let's plan on going to Disney in 2018." I was like, "I can wait." <laughs> and she goes, "Really? You really?" Don't? I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and then she comes back the next day. Okay, I know why you want to wait. I was like, "Right? Come on, it's going to be awesome." So I think we're gonna we might go. And oh, it's going to be the time of my life. But now I'm wondering, should I wait even longer just to go to Florida so I can just stay in that hotel? It's probably going to be expensive beyond all reason. But well, here's my thinking: when that hotel opens up, I think you're going to get just a surge of people, mm-hmm. and there's going to be an enormous amount of VIPs who are going to get first access to it. And then I'm guessing maybe other. Sub level VIPs like 501st, people like that, and like us, right? And like maybe not even the 501st <laughs> after the VI. I mean, it's it, there's it's that place is going to be booked for a while, yeah. So, I'm really not setting my heart on going there, but of course, we have the whole rumor of celebration, celebration. happening in the fall and the rumor that celebration is going to take place in Anaheim. So, I'd just be totally content if I just went to Anaheim and did. The Galaxy's Edge there and did the celebration thing. Wouldn't that be dope if Lucasfilm and Disney shut down that park just for the celebration people? They would never do that. But come on, man. Well, yeah, I mean, that'd be fantastic. That would be the coolest thing in the whole world. But yeah, the popular belief, though, is that they're going, that's why they're pushing back celebration. That's what the rumor is because they're going to let all the average or the the, the non Star Wars mm-hmm. hyper nerd people. Just wait until celebration and have everyone else take their family and experience it, mm. and ha- not have all these like crazy, crazy Star Wars fans like us. Yeah, trying to. I want to ride the Falcon. Camp ride the Falcon. and yeah, <laughs> dude, I want to be. They have a cantina there, and they're gonna sell yeah. blue milk. Yeah, um, I like that's. I'm, that's gonna be like the most exciting moment of my life. Is drinking the blue other milk. thing. <laughs> the other thing that I heard and read is that they're gonna have. Uh, kind of like a, a restaurant experience in the cantina, mm-hmm. and they're also going to have a quick service. Yeah, I so, yeah, I yeah. saw one is the cantina, and the other one's like the food 
court, if you may. Yeah. So that's going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. And we'll that be, line to get on the Falcon, man. That, and it's a huge ride. It's huge. Right. I, 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 I don't know what I was thinking when, when I read the Falcon ride. I was like, ah, it's going to be. But then if you look at the building, it's kind of the biggest thing there. Right. Like, as they have the, the, um, the first order camp and rebellion camp, right. and the next door is just this huge, huge ride for the Millennium Falcon. And I want to see what that's going to look like. Right. And then you'll have employees there at Disney wearing official costumes mm-hmm. interacting with you as well. Yep. Asking for like the whereabouts of like Chewie and Han. Oh my God. Stuff like that. And then you can play along. Or- what, a, what a time to be alive, right? You know what I mean? Like this is stuff you dream of when you're a kid. And then now, you know, we're older. We, you know, like I said, we didn't grow up. You know what I mean? So <laughs> we're going to be there going, where is he? Let's go. You know? <laughs> so that's going to be, oh, that's going to be awesome. So yeah, getting back to Solo, I, you know, I was thinking about in Star Wars, everyone calls Han Solo Han, except for one person. Well, yeah, Lando, Lando. is like Han. Yeah, there's still a chance to save Han, you know. So I'm wondering, <laughs> I'm wondering if if the reason he calls him Han is he, he like he picked on him like when they first like got introduced. It's what's your name, Han? Han. Like, and then he, like, spells it out. You mean Han? He goes, no, it's Han. He goes, okay, Han. And so, like, throughout the rest of it, he calls him Han just to, like, pick on him. Just, like, as a... Like, like H-A-N-D? A, yeah. Or Han. H-A, you know, like, he, he emphasizes that Well, a. I do know something. What do you know? What do you know? <laughs> so, yeah, at the card game, when Solo approaches, he introduces himself for the first time. And I guess with the noise volume... In the room, he says, my name is Han. I'm guessing or Han. I don't know what he says, Han or Han. Mm-hmm. And Lando's like, Hand? And then he makes a whole joke about his name being Hand. Oh, okay. H-A-N-D. So that's, I think then they just keep saying Han. Because I, I, mean, that, right. I was watching that teaser, and he throws the gun. Right. And he goes, Han! And he throws yeah. it to him. I was like, Okay, cool. So hopefully they explain that because I remember that bothered me a little bit. And really, uh, it not, it didn't. It was almost like, hey, Billy D. Williams. His name is Han, and he was like, okay, man, action. There's still a chance to save Han. <laughs> and it's like, all right, I guess it's it's an emotional scene. But if they go back and they explain it, and if memory they had that already, like in the in the making, like you know, Lando and him go way back to where he calls him this name. Like they have a history to where he's the only person who calls him Han, and no one else does. Everyone else calls him Han. Hand, old buddy, don't get me down. You know, don't let me down. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and that's one of the reasons why I love Star Wars is because people said different things for the same thing just like how like i'm saying falcon sometimes instead of falcon i say know? falcon but han solo says I know, falcon the falcon you tell him, I, you tell him han solo just won back the millennium falcon it's like what did you just call it man? <laughs> <laughs> and um one thing oh the the teasers the we saw the teaser this week and the uh, favreau Right. They did that one quick line. He goes, "What was that? A Wookiee?" And I was like, "Oh my god, it's John Favreau!" And it sounds exactly like <laughs> it's John, John Favreau. Favreau. He didn't like change his voice or nothing. So I'm I'm so excited to see this little what's what's this guy's name? Rio Durant. Rio Durant. And see, some people think maybe this is like a play on Duran Duran mm-hmm. on their song Rio, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't so, know. Why, I don't know why I never I thought about. They that. did the whole like Beastie Boys thing with like Elo Asti and yes, yes. All right, why not? 
Why yeah, not? I, I don't but, know. It's, he looks really cool. And like I said, when you hear his voice, you just go, oh, it's John Favreau. He's, <laughs> oh, is that a Wookiee? And that was really cool. And I was watching, I was thinking about how this movie's called Solo. And there's a part in The Force Awakens, if you remember, where Finn walks up to Han and says, hey, Solo, will we get in there? And then he says, did you just call me Solo? And then he keeps, like, talking. And it, for the first time, it didn't hit me until the movie came out. And they call it Solo. And so I'm wondering if that's gonna, if they're going to do, like, a callback to that in this movie, whether or not someone's going to call him Solo and he's going to be like, no, like, don't call me that. Like, that's not that's not my name. Like, stop calling me. And so then when he hears it in The Force Awakens, he's just kind of like, what? He's calling me. Like, it's going to be like he's going to think back to that time, you know, to when he was when he was younger. And the thing I'm wondering is, are we going to get to see some Nerf? And are we going to get to see some herders? Oh, my God. <laughs> some well, hurting of Nerf. Some hurting of Nerf. <laughs> Just so we know what, when she says Nerf herder. <laughs> if they don't show Nerf herder, it's not going to be a good movie. That's all I'm going to say. Solo's going to be a bad, bad movie if they don't show And that Nerf initial herder. poster, too, if you look in the top right, there's these two creatures that almost look like yaks or something with the horns like out instead of like more out and forward with two like humanoids riding them so think those and it's like nerf? what <laughs> those are the yeah, nerf herders yeah the nerf herders maybe <laughs> so yeah yeah that's still a mystery i'm wondering how the empire plays into this movie because it, it looks you know it looks like gangsters looks like underground but then in the trailer you keep seeing the the, the tie fighters the 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 superstar I mean not the super the, the star destroyer coming after them right. so I'm wondering how the empire gets gets pulled in all this or whether or not the empire they're hiding it in the fact that it's going to be a bigger plot point in the whole movie you know what I mean right like, right so from what I've put together and I don't really think these are spoilers but there's going to be new planets introduced there's going to mm-hmm. be Karelia. Which, of course, from or the ship from EU, that that's Han Solo's planet. That's uh, that's the name of the Falcon. It's uh, Carillion mm-hmm. YT freighter, right? Mm-hmm. So we're gonna see that planet. It's gonna be industrialized. It's gonna be urban. It's gonna be dirty. And then we're gonna see the planet of Mimban, and that's I think we're gonna uh, encounter those mud troopers. Yeah, and there's a planet that starts with a V. And I forgot the actual name of it, but it's a snow planet, and that's where we're going to see that train high sequence Ooh, take yeah. place. And I know the name of the train is called the Conveyx. And those range troopers, I'm guessing they have magnetic boots so they won't fall off. And, of course, you have Chewie and, and Han without the boots, so they have to negotiate the gravity yeah. on the planet. And, of course, you see that cliffhanger scene where Chewie's hanging and looks at that rock barreling towards him. And, of course, we all know he survives. He's, I'm sorry, we should have done a spoiler alert for yeah. that moment. Chewie, yeah. Chewie survives in the movie. <laughs> yeah, which I think is going to be a really, really cool sequence. So I remember we had said how we think L3 might become part of the, the Falcon. Yeah, like, that was just kind of a, a thought that I did read about because I'm not too familiar with the EU and or Legends. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that, I mean, somehow that droid's uh, processor memory or whatever just becomes part of the hyperdrive on the Falcon. Because, remember, and I think Empire Strikes Back, 
Hans says at three PO, go talk to the Falcon. Yeah, remember? Plug plug it in. Yeah, talk yeah. To the Falcon. Yeah, yeah, I needed to talk to the Falcon. So I I always thought Han was just being a jerk. You know, like like being like <laughs> you know just just go don't, you go talk to it. You right. do what you got to do. But now it's seeing like right, it's it going to have be, a whole lot more depth to because that line. like I said, like back when I read the Last Jedi, like there's a moment where R two is talking to the Falcon and right. the Falcon's talking back to him. That's the first time I've ever. I've ever heard that before. Right. And then I'm reading another book called Aftermath, uh, Empire's In, and they're talking about the Falcon, and, and Han keeps saying, you know, well, yeah, we got to go take it. He goes, it's a her. Her. We're taking her away. This and that. So that could be like how some boat captains, you know, call their, their ship, you know, she or her. Right. Or it could, or, be, or it could be him saying like, hey, I know what my ship is. It's, it's, a, it's a her. She's got to be through everything. Wow. And so... So there's all putting these, it all together, putting it all together. So that would, I'm not gonna lie, that would be amazing. And so that's why in in the and movie, that's the stuff I love. Yes, yeah, the, the 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 universe building and like all these like hidden things that have always been there, and then it comes out loud. Now when you watch A New Hope and Empire, and when you hear him talk about like the Falcon, the way he does, it's like there's a now you get it. Now you know why he respects this thing so much. Right. Yeah. T- taking all those puzzle pieces, we have a big puzzle. There are holes and taking new pieces, fitting them into those spots where we have memorized, have seen yep. millions of times and just recontextualizes the whole thing. Just like with uh, Jin's father. Yeah, the thermal exhaust. Right. Because that exactly. was the one thing people are always like, why would they Yeah, they're, they're saying it was a, like a big plot hole. And it's like, well, I mean. And then, and then you go back and watch it like, oh, that makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> no, but here's like where, it, for me, you start getting in trouble with like the prequel. Not the prequels, if you may. Like the, these new stories is like, are they just trying to write the wrongs? You know what I mean? It seems like now they're just trying to kind of. Like go, oh, this is what was really happening. Uh, this is why the thermal exhaust port, port was there. You know what I mean? Uh, it's like, I don't think necessarily, but I mean, if the opportunity is there to maybe kind of quasi fix mm-hmm. a plot point, I think they. they I mean, because I think John Knoll had that idea maybe for years, and then he pitched it to Kathleen Kennedy. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think they're kind of trying to fixed stuff per se but mm-hmm. i think it's if the opportunity is there they're, they're going to take advantage of it and that was a great opportunity to take advantage of it and and the fact that the, one of the plot uh holes people thought was okay it took them this many years to make the first death star to completion but then from a new hope to return of the jedi it's still being it's almost done like the whole thing is almost complete and then in Rogue One, you find out, like, they were stalling. Like, that's why it took this many years to finally make it. And plus, uh, er, uh, what's his name? Urso. What was Urso's dad? Yeah, uh, Galen Urso. Galen Urso wasn't there for, like, like the majority of it being built, so all this other stuff. So there's right. all these, like, cool things that they were able to, to fix. Not fix, if you may, but just make it flow a lot easier. So I'm wondering what in this movie is going to flow a lot easier into A New Hope, into maybe even Force Awakens Last Jedi in Episode Nine. Like whether or not they're gonna they're gonna try to do that as well. I mean, yeah. To me, that's why I kind of want a solo trilogy. So we can does that last scene in the last solo film could be Chewie and Han ending up on Tatooine and him going entering like, that cantina. Yep, that I, would be really cool. Have you ever seen the uh, the deleted scene of before Han Solo meets uh, Luke and Obi Wan? 
in the Probably. It, he's talking to a girl. Like he's he's there's a girl in the booth. Uh. And he's talking to her, and he's, like, being all sweet with her. He goes, yeah, I'll see you later. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'll talk to you. I don't know. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he's something to yeah. that effect. And then he slides over from talking to her. And the way they edited it, it, it looks like he's sliding into the booth. But in reality, he's literally sliding over from talking to her oh, to sitting okay. next. He goes, Han Solo, Cat of the Millennium Falcon. Chewie here tells me. So... Um, so Marsha Lucas just cut her out. Yep, Marsha. Oh my gosh, we can go, <laughs> man. We can go deep into the edit of the. Okay, so I didn't want to tell you all this now, but I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Uh, three weeks before Solo comes out, David and I will actually be commentating on the Star Wars movies four, five, and six. Just the three with Han Solo. We could have done Force Awakens, but we would. We I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we may. But, yeah, we're going to commentate on them to, so we can get all the, the background of all our all our crazy knowledge of Star Wars. And I don't want to spoil all the editing that they did with that first one. But just little things like that made that first movie just amazing. But for me, I think if they were to do a solo trilogy, there's not much. You got 10 years between this one and that one. There's not a lot to do really do if without you just yeah, I think really there is. I without think you just really Ten years is a long time yeah but without you just really milking it because then we have the rebels as well like all that we have that there as well to fill in but that there's gap. such great storytellers out there and then you have the story group and so many characters i mean so it, it, it's there was also another kind of rumor that came out that when josh trank was still on board and he was going to do a boba fett film they were actually going to film simultaneous with the solo film and have both crews on set, but have Boba Fett's point of view for his film and then Solo's point of view for his film. Oh, wow. That would have been amazing. So the productions would cross every now and then, mm-hmm. and you would see different points of view from each of the main characters. A certain point of view? I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm do, just kidding. You, do you have that book? <laughs> I don't have that book. I'm going to get that's it, That's one though. book that I do want to get because they that book takes all those little like tidbits and mm-hmm memories that we have and just it just gives it like a whole lot more detail and backstory yeah yeah i I heard some of the uh some of the stories and i'm like that's pretty cool i don't want to get into them because there's some of them that are just mind-blowing yeah 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 mind-blowingly amazing but i did i did pick up last shot and i did reverse the cover so now you got lando (laughs) so lando's on the cover so 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 Donald Glover is going to be, like, the star of this. That's the one everyone is predicting, that he's going to be the star of this movie. Like, how do you feel about that? I think it's great. I, the dude is super talented. If you don't mm-hmm. know Donald Glover, he's he's a writer. He's a producer. He's a creator. He's He created this, the, the hit show on FX Atlanta, and he acts in it. He writes for it. He wrote for Community. I think he wrote for 30 Rock. And the dude is just kind of a genius. And... The cool thing about him that I recently found out that he grew up as a Jehovah's Witness. Mm. And it like a hardcore Jehovah's Witness. Like he didn't celebrate birthdays, Christmas. He didn't do a lot of fun stuff as a kid. And now that he's older, it's kind of like it feels like he's experiencing more stuff. But the dude's a genius, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a comedic genius. He's a, a musical genius. Yes. It's like the dude is like... Is that picture... Uh, is that like a true picture of him in high school wearing a Star Wars shirt for his like one of his high school pictures? I haven't seen that picture. Like there's a picture. But he did he did say he's a fan and a lot of people know that he's a fan and he talked about on his interview on the Star Wars show when he got cast as Lando what he did was he just bought a whole pizza, <laughs> took it home and just watched Empire Strikes Back for oh. the Lando parts. 
That's oh. what he did. That's the first research he did. That is amazing. <laughs> that is that is the coolest story you could ever you could ever say after getting cast into Star Wars yeah, movie. Yeah, it, yeah, dude's like incredible. I, I I you know I remember when we first started this podcast like six weeks or seven weeks ago. I wasn't sure about Solo. But now, the further we get, the more footage we get, the more we start hearing about it, the more excited I am for this movie. I'm thinking this could possibly be just a really amazing moment in the Star Wars lore, you know. Whereas, you know, Rogue One, for me, kind of, it, it was great, the ending, in the last, like, 45 minutes, that battle was godlike. Like, that was spectacular uh, battle in the movie. But the rest, the beginning of it, I was just kind of like, yeah, I don't care about this. But... For me, I think Solo is probably just going to, from start to finish, it's just going to be awesome. I think it's going to be spectacular. I was totally on board on day one. And when I saw that first trailer, I was relieved that it was, that it looked as good as it did. Because all the behind the scenes stuff and Mm -hmm. just a lot of people said that they didn't want a Solo film next. They wanted a Kenobi film or something else. But Solo is what we got. To me, I think it looks great. Lando looks great. Chewie looks great. <laughs> Chewie. I mean, it, the, the new droid sounds great, feels mm-hmm. great. Uh, the new modifications on the Falcon look great. So um, you were you were on board from the beginning. Yeah, Whereas I, me, was, I was like, I yeah, really but don't see, a care. lot of fans said that, and to me, that just didn't make sense. But I don't know. It's we're we're well, kind of spoiled this day and age. Well, I think for a lot, like for myself, who who saw like. The solo, it was like, well, we all know what's going to happen to Han. Like, I don't care about his. It wasn't like Titanic where we know the ship's going to sink. We want to see the story. For me, it was kind of like, you know, I was so invested in Han Solo that I, the way he went out, it's like, okay, I don't want to see anything else. Like, he's gone. And so that's how I felt when they announced Solo, a younger Solo. I was like, well, who cares, really? You know, I really don't. But then the more I see of the promotionals of it, I'm like, oh, I get it. I see what they're trying to do with this story. They're trying to create this a, a, a bigger, a better background for us to understand the the original movies and why he made the choices he made. And who knows? Maybe, like I said, stuff stuff that happens in here is going to affect what happens in you know episode seven, like how he acted in seven. So I don't know. I'll tell you a little story about that. What you got? So, when I was growing up, of course, I saw Star Wars, Episode 4, 5, 6, all the time. Mm -hmm. New Hope, Empire, Return of the Jedi. And I would watch it with my family, with my cousins, and we'd reenact scenes (laughs) and and be certain characters. And growing up, of course, I thought, okay, well, Luke, Luke is the main guy. Everyone wants to be Luke. Luke's the number one guy. And, of course, Darth Vader's the number one villain. Of course, everyone... Loves him, loves Luke. And then after, I guess, maybe my teenage years, I found out that a lot of people didn't say Luke. It was Han. And I was like, what? Han Solo? (laughs) And to me, I really never concentrated much on Han. Him being like the rogue, the the smuggler. Yeah. I never really studied his character, not until adulthood, I guess, because I thought it was all about Luke and everyone wanted to be Luke. But, yeah, you ask people who their favorite Star Wars character is, Han Solo is is usually, yeah. if not number one, top three. Which is why I think Force Awakens made as much money as it did as opposed to Last Jedi, where when you said, hey, all three of them are coming back, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and Harrison Ford, it was like, what? 
Harrison Ford is back as Han's. I have to see this movie. And then to end the trailer, that classic trailer with Chewie, right. we're home and every. I get I get chills. I got chills right there thinking yeah. about that moment. And it was it was a big it was a big deal. So now it makes sense why they would go back and say, okay, this character that you love so much, this is how he all this is how it all started for him. So it makes sense. But at the time, I didn't care. I didn't care about a solo young movie. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, I. I'd prefer a Kenobi movie because I think that could be way more epic in a sense. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I think we're going to get a great film in Solo. Oh, yeah. I'm super excited. And people put up polls what movie you're excited for the most. Mm-hmm. It's like Infinity War, Deadpool, and whatever else is coming out. To me, there's only really three films yeah. that are coming out in May. And to me, I always put down Solo. I mean, I'm really curious to see how they're going to handle everything that goes on with his his backstory and how his relationship with Kira is Mm -hmm. and I know there's a Empire article that came out that kind of talks about the relationship and kind of talks about how they're kind of like the Bonnie and Clyde oh okay they have that type of relationship so yeah it's uh and then him meeting Chewie for the first time his his chemistry with Chewie that has to hit and I think it is from watching the trailers the TV spots Mm -hmm. it looks like that works and that's what I'm really excited for is the fact that he's going to meet Chewie. And there's going to be that moment in their lives where, like, they each save each other and they each kind of go, well, I don't want to go anywhere without you. I don't want anywhere without you. Let's just hang out all the time. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, that's going to be a cute moment when we finally see how they came to that conclusion with each other. So, And, of course, seeing the other Wookiees as well. It looks like we might see his wife, his kid. Mm-hmm. And... We might have to do some research on the holiday special. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I do not want to watch the holiday special. I kind of do now because we're going to see other Wookiees. All right. So it's like maybe, well, maybe we should put ourselves through that and maybe do a commentary for that. Okay. Maybe that should be the one that we do right before we see Solo. Oh, God. And see how much of that kind of bleeds but, in. But what I'm afraid of is when we, do, when we watch so like when we watch the holiday special, we're going to want nothing to do with Star Wars ever. Again, you know, did you no, know? Did you know when the holiday special came out back in 1978, Christmas, that it actually aired in Canada before it did in America, like a Weird. whole hour in Canada. So Twitter wasn't around yet, Facebook wasn't around yet. Can you imagine the tweets people in Canada would have been sending to America? Don't watch this. This is awful, and everybody back away. But what's really cool is Kashyyyk and the Star Wars holiday special looks the same way as it does in Revenge of the Sith when you see Kashyyyk. I was like, man, like, Luke, I don't know whether or not Lucas was just, like, messing with every, like, when when we see it in Revenge of the Sith, if people were like, oh, man, like, that looks, that looks like the house from the <laughs> Star Wars Holiday Special. Okay, so uh, I, a thought just popped into my head here. What you got? So if I was running Lucasfilm. Uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> What I would do is take the cast from Solo, since there's no movie this Christmas, redo the holiday special. Oh, my god! <laughs> and don't be afraid if it's horrible and keep in that tradition. Oh, it was so bad. Alden Ehrenreich can still play Solo. You can play, uh, you get Jonas uh, to, to be in the Chewie outfit. Chew, and then whoever plays And the, get Lando and get this this generation's version of B. Arthur. I don't know who it would be. It would be... Uh, who would that be? Would it, it would be the... Um, 
Uh, the coach from uh, Glee. Oh, yeah. This is, yeah. I think it's like Jane Lynch. I think yes, Jane, Lynch. Jane Lynch. Would play. Jane Lynch to play the B. Arthur role. <laughs> you could get like, I mean, hell, I mean, you could get Beyonce to, to, to do the, <laughs> that, the that disco <laughs> scene when Lump put on the goggles. He's having like a, we don't want to say what he's doing in that scene, but it's awful. And the whole thing is so bad. I can only get through 10 minutes of that. God, they really, they, they need to do that, man. If they did the holiday special, put it on over the air network TV and have it just as bad and have people just like. Ask what is this like? People that don't know about the holiday yeah. special. I mean, it's not going to hurt the brand. No, it's so. Not. I mean, obviously, it, it's, it did it right. Know? It's going to be a, like a hilarious joke. And oh my gosh, it, I think that would be so cool if Lucasfilm <laughs> did that. But I'm not sure if Lucasfilm is that cool. No, I don't, I don't no, think so. And I think I, I don't think anybody even wants to touch that ever, ever again. But it would be hilarious. It, it, okay, so and, I, and Donald Glover could write it. I mean, he's a comedic writer. I mean, come on. It's so perfect. All right. So for those of you who last week we talked a little bit about it, how bad it was. If you hear this, go to YouTube, type in the Star Wars holiday special, fast forward to whatever moment in the movie and press play. And I guarantee it's going to be the worst thing you've ever seen. Like whatever is happening on the screen is the worst thing you've ever seen aired on television. Except for the animated part. The animated part was the first introduction of Boba Fett. Boba Fett, yes. And he's riding some, like, dinosaur creature. It's kind of weird. You know, I watched that part. That was actually a really cool part. That animated part was awesome. But what's really funny is, like, like, what's the kid's name? I don't even know what the kid's name is. Whatever the whatever the little Chewbacca son's name is. Oh, Lumpy. Lumpy. Okay, Lumpy, yeah. He's over there uh, watching a cartoon of... Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Chewbacca. You know what I mean? So I was like, well, how did they, where do these cartoons come from? But it's, it's bad. It's bad. And maybe one of these days we'll do a commentary on that. But as of now, I'm a little uneasy Gosh, about I really them. want that. I, I want them to get the cast of Solo So whoever do our, a 2018 holiday special. So whoever our listener is in, in San Francisco, if he worked for Lucasfilm, just 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 tell him, hey. Yeah, plant that seed. Plant that seed in Kathleen Kennedy's head that we should do a, a Star Wars holiday special. That would be so great. It would be really, really It, it would be something to look forward to in Christmas time for Star Wars. True. Definitely. Very true. Unless JJ is going to release another teaser trailer for episode nine. He's going to release the coolest teaser trailer we've ever seen no. in, during that time just to get people excited again. I mean, but we don't have to be excited because we already are. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. my friend Jamie and I were actually coming up with, like, titles for, like, the new one. And that's how we're, like, little kids again. You know, like, oh, my God, what do you think it's going to be called? Um, but yeah, So what do you think it's going to be called? It's going to be I, – I, I think it's going to have the word knights in it. It's going to have something to do with the knights of Ren. So I think the title is going to include something about knights. And my Jamie, he he texted me. It's going to be called Balance of the Force. Star Wars and the Balance of the Force. And I said, I don't know. I don't think Abrams would want to do uh, two, another, force, another title. force title in the movie. So I think it's going to have something to do with the Knights. Like Star Wars Episode Nine and uh, Battle of the Knights. Or, you know, Star Wars Episode Nine, uh, the, fall of, the Fall of Ren. I don't know. Because I know it's probably going to have a title almost like Return of the Jedi, Revenge of the Sith. Where the title tells you what's going to happen, you know. Revenge of the Sith came out. We all knew. Okay, we that that title tells us everything. Return of the Jedi. We okay. That title told us what's going to happen. This movie, it's going to have Episode Nine, and it's going to tell us what's going to happen. So it's going to be the fall of something, or the you know what I mean. 
It better not say return or revenge or I don't know. <laughs> what do you think? I don't know. I really don't have a specific title that's kind of floating around in my head. But yeah, I mean, that symmetry with Return of the Jedi, Revenge of the Sith. I mean, play on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to get into our spoiler alerts. So here comes our, our sound. And all right. So if you don't want to hear these, you can kind of skip ahead a little bit. Maybe we won't be talking about it. But right now we're going to talk about spoilers for... Solo and possibly nine. Well, spoilers for everything. Spoilers, spoilers for Star Wars. Okay, so here so, we go. So yeah, I listen to a lot of podcasts too, and they have How spoiler sections. And I always think about the person that's listening to the podcast and that has the phone or what, however you listen to podcasts, your, your computer <laughs> on, and they're maybe washing the dishes and you need to like clean their hands, run over to the like no, turn it off, yeah. no, 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 no. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about a lot of spoiler stuff. A lot of rumor stuff, spoiler stuff. I just kind of wanted to talk about it. So, here we go. Here we go. So, um, there was a story out that a certain character was going to appear in Episode Nine, And it's it's a rumor, but it's kind of like a... For me, it's a no-brainer. Because they already created him. He already showed up in The Last Jedi. They have the puppet going to be Master Yoda. Yes. So what's his role going to be? If he does show up, I mean, does that guarantee that Luke is going to show up? Mm-hmm. I mean, what's, what's happening? And you, you kind of you let your brain and your thoughts run with that, and it's like, well, okay, so Yoda's a Force ghost. Mm. Luke is a Force ghost. So... Is there a possibility that more Force Ghosts could appear? And is there a possibility that they could maybe interact with each other? Could there be a possible Force Ghost-type battle situation? Holy smokes. I never thought about that. And I keep on hearing people talk about how they would love to have a really kind of Return of the King Lord of the Rings type ending. Oh, like when all the ghosts come out and then... Kind of, but just have an epic, epic battle. Something that we've never seen before. Something that I I think we're still kind of waiting for, to see something really huge. And that's why so many people were clamoring for a a Knights of the Old Republic series Mm -hmm. film. And I think if J.J. could maybe work that in somehow, I mean, Mm -hmm. that would be major fan service. But to me, it's like... I think the fans were expecting fan service, you know? Yeah. I think we're going to get a lot of it in Solo. But to me, I mean, I want to see just something epically wild and just kind of like jaw-dropping, you know? Well, I, I know for a fact, and uh, if, you've, if you've ever read George Lucas's treatments for 7, 8, and 9, in 9, there was supposed to be a huge battle between the Jedi and the you're Sith. you tell me you've read them? I've read, I mean, they're the treatments, you know, like on, they're online. Like they were there, like they were, they were I there. I don't think the actual treatments well, were they, online. Well, it was, there was a but synopsis think, yeah, of people, what he yeah. had. And what he had wanted was to have this, this giant war happen on this planet where like the Sith like originated from. And there was supposed to be a huge, like huge battle with lightsabers and everything. And I'm wondering if Abrams is going to maybe try to tie that in with nine. 
And then who knows where the ghosts are going to like kind of come into play. But I kind of don't think the ghosts, I don't, I don't think Yoda would interact. I mean, would like interfere. Remember Obi-Wan said like, you know, if you face Vader, you have to do it alone. I can't interfere, interfere. Like it sounds as if maybe they, they can't, like they physically cannot interfere once they're dead with that. They could just show up and kind of give you guidance, but they well, can't. Well, Yoda interfered with that force tree. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> he's Yoda. Yoda's the only one who can do that. But, uh. But, like, I think it'll be really cool because even in uh, Rebels, uh, Yoda showed up, you know, and it was cool. It was really, really wicked cool to see him show up. So by himself, you know, no one else was there. So I think I think Yoda just showing up and talking to Rey will be enough for us. I don't think we need to see any more ghosts, in my opinion. Because just hearing Yoda say Rey's name in The Last Jedi gave me goosebumps. The fact that Jedi Master Yoda is saying, you know, lose Rey, we cannot. So... For me, him interacting with Ray will be enough for me. I don't need to see any more Force Ghosts. Although, they could bring back Ewan McGregor. <laughs> he just shows up walking around as Obi-Wan. That'd be pretty cool, but... Ryan Johnson was asked about that. Why didn't you have maybe Ewan McGregor show up as a Force Ghost? And he said, well, that really didn't fit to him. And that's why he just stuck with Yoda. And it doesn't. It actually doesn't yeah. fit to, to have, out of nowhere, Obi-Wan shows up and Luke is like, oh, you look, you look younger, but on the flip side of that, you can make Ewan McGregor look a whole lot like Alec Guinness. Yeah, true. With prosthetics. That'd be pretty so. cool. Meh. Oh well. So what else do we? Uh, what else do we find out? Spoilers. So um, this is kind of a spoiler. I mean, when when you watch the the trailer, slow it down, and you see the scene where Dryden Voss swings his little blade, his red blade weapon, and he cuts through like a looks like a vase or something. Yeah. You can see on the right hand side what appears to be a Sith holocron. That is insane. And the notion of maybe having some type of like Sith lore in, in Solo would be, I think, very kind of enticing. Even though it has really nothing to do with Sith Jedi. Mm-hmm. I mean, for Dryden maybe to have like a little like monologue about what he collects and what he maybe aspires to be or ascend to or whatever. And then you have an actual, for the first time ever on screen, a Sith holocron somewhere and maybe talked about or held or addressed somehow so are there multiple holocrons or is there just like one holocron the way i understand it there are multiple holocrons and what holocrons are are little uh, for the sith they're like little like pyramids that fit in your hand but they hold information so they're they're like kind of like computers but they're like the history of the sith essentially and they hold secrets of, of like different powers yeah that can be accessed only by force users, good and bad, light and dark. And the Jedi have them too, and I believe they're cube-shaped? I think, yeah. Yeah, they're cube-shaped, and they're usually green in color, and the Sith, of course, are red. Of course. So. <laughs> in case you didn't know. So I'm wondering how he got it, and it's this is one of those things for us Star Wars fans that you can't just show and then move on. This is something huge in the Star Wars world, these these holocrons. So they, they would have to explain. Right. It's huge in Legends. It's huge in the expanding universe. And it's, it's huge. huge. And now, like, even with Rebels, like, Rebels right. showed it a lot of it. And it's one of those things, like, if they don't explain what happened and they do the whole Maz Kanata thing, you know, uh, a story for another day, it's like, oh, come on, don't do that to us. I, <laughs> uh, so I think they're going to – they will explain what why, how he got it and what he's doing with it. Who, who knows? Maybe the whole movie might be about this, you know? 
Yeah, that's that's possible. Maybe but. somebody's trying, like, like even the emperor is trying to get this. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. it's going through like all these bounty hunters, and then there's this big job that everyone knows about, and like the emperor is trying to grab this last holocron. I don't know. And yeah, just just for timeline's sake, Solo happens ten years before the first ever Star Wars movie, which is Episode Four, mm-hmm. nineteen seventy-seven. So ten years before that. Also, uh, some more Episode Nine stuff. Uh, it seems like they're casting for a forty to fifty year old female with the code name of Mara, and of course, Mara has a lot of weight to it. Yes, and a lot of history especially for the EU fans, because uh, a certain character named Mara Jade was actually Luke Skywalker's love interest. Yes. And people are thinking, okay, well, maybe she died in the temple when Ben Solo rose up, killed her, and Luke never addressed her, and maybe somehow, some way, connected to maybe characters... In the sequel trilogy, maybe possibly Ray, I don't know, but then that would mean that JJ would have to retcon what Ryan Johnson did in The Last Jedi, how Ray's parents are no one, they were uh, drunks, yeah. or, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know, possibilities are endless, but of course everyone brings up, okay, well, when Daisy Ridley was cast, her code name was Kira, and I want to say, when I went to Celebration, I heard someone that was close to the stage I don't know if this is 100% true, but they saw Daisy ask JJ right before they went on to the main stage for that Chewie or Home trailer, do I go with Kira or Ray? Are you serious? I'm serious. Oh, my god. That gosh. was a big rumor. And at that point in time, I thought, that, yeah, her name is really Kira because they released those trading cards, uh, those trading card images when they released that teaser trailer, the very first teaser that came out, and they had her name as Ray. And I was like, oh, okay, well, then that's that's not going to be your name. It's just one name. It's like a nickname or something, and her real name's Kira. So we mm-hmm. waited and waited and waited, and nothing ever came of that. But uh, this could be another situation of that where it's just a code name and nothing else. I think it's a code name because it's J.J. Abrams. Yeah. There's no – he doesn't make mistakes when he's promote- – <laughs> When he's perfect, <laughs> he's he doesn't perfect. make mistakes. But you know what I mean? Like with something this huge, with a plot point this big – to out of nowhere tell everybody, oh, yeah, by the way, this is probably going to be a big deal in the movie. I'm going to go ahead and let y'all know now. All right? No. He would not do it. I think it's just a name. I don't think it's going to be really her who comes out. And it's her saying, like, oh, my, I was Luke's love interest. Uh, Luke and I were married and blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I think that's – I don't think he would give that away now. It would have to be a huge moment in the movie. That's my opinion on it. I don't think it's – I don't think it's really got to be her. Yeah, it could be anything. I mean, people are not really making that big a deal of it. But, mm-hmm. I mean, just to use the, the the name Mara, I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like really out of every single name you use that name? Or he's just uh, he's just messing with us. Yeah, that, that, that could be the case. And also, I know we talked about this on the last podcast, and I'm glad I, I came across this. When Lando tells L3 in the trailer, let go of the mean man's face, I'm 98% sure that was Clint Howard oh she was holding God. on to. Because <laughs> Ron Howard finally released a picture of his brother. Right. And, and again, and he doesn't have any makeup on. 
He's not. He's not in a mask. It's Clint Howard with long, crazy hair. Yeah. He, so, yeah. Yeah. All dirty. So I, I, I hope. Hopefully. Uh, hopefully that moment. And when that moment happens, we're all just gonna start laughing hysterically. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone that's in on the joke is, is probably gonna <laughs> chuckle. That's gonna be awesome. What else? So L three three seven, Lando's co-pilot slash navigator. Uh, that droid actually upgrades herself. And it travels across the galaxy with parts from other droids. So if you look carefully at L3's arms, they're the legs of astromech droids. Really? That, yeah. Oh. Huh. Yeah. And, like and I believe the droid's legs as well. They're kind of like combined, yeah. Mm, okay. So I don't know where the head came from. I don't know where the torso came from. But I noticed that the arms, like the shoulders, I mean, it looks like R2. R2 shoulders, basically. Oh, okay. So... And of course, uh, we talked about Enfys Nest. Uh, the uh, the wondering is that character female male. The Star Wars Insider magazine addressed Enfys Nest as a male, hmm. and the actor we know is signed on for two more films, just like Alden Ehrenreich. Hmm. But of course, we don't know who the actor is. And that mask of Enfys Nest looks awesome. Like that, yeah, it does look super interesting. I I downloaded a picture, a high res picture, and it almost looks like most of the mask, like around the jaw, around the cheek, is cloth, Mm -hmm. and connected to it is like metal plastic parts. Mm -hmm. So, and and the the character has like two big tusks. Actually, if you look closely, connected by a metal bar. It's yeah, it's a really interesting design. Really curious how they came up with that. And, of course, you got, like, the black hair. Yeah. And there's, like, a chest plate that looks almost like it was stripped from an Ewok. Yeah. And... Oh, the Ewok that What's-His-Name has and the uh, Voss has it. Possibly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the big question is who is Enfys Ness? Yeah. Uh, now I'm... Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a cool... I love that when they do that with villains, especially in Star Wars. Like, when we first saw Grievous, we're like, who... What is his story? But, all right, anyways, what do yeah. we got? Another rumor is Solo may have Rogue One character cameos. Hmm. So possibly a younger Cassian Andor. Maybe some droids. Okay, like K2SO shows right, up. Right, I hope, nah, I hope they don't do K2SO. Maybe not K2SO specifically, but his type of droid. Oh, okay. And then, like, Forrest Whitaker just walks up out of nowhere. Saw Guerrero would be kind of a cool thing. <laughs> that'd be a cool. That'd be a really. If cool they could do the de aging on him and give him less wear and tear, mm-hmm. that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. And the uh, character posters came out. Uh, have you, you you saw them right? Yeah, I, I posted some <laughs> of them. So I didn't even realize it because I I just I was looking at the, I caught the pictures it. themselves. If you say what I think you're gonna say, I caught yeah. it the first time I saw it. All right, yeah, keep going. So keep going. yeah, so yeah, you look at the character posters. There's L3, and it says Phoebe Waller-Bridge as L3. Mm-hmm. Then Donald Glover as Lando and Alden Ehrenreich. Then you get to Chewie. It just says, and it just says Chewbacca. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, we do know that there was an actor in the suit yeah. that was on set portraying Chewbacca. His name is uh, Jonas Suatamo, and he played Chewbacca in The Force Awakens as well. And The Last Jedi. So it's like, where is the love for Jonas? That was really... I saw that too, and I laughed. I said, well, look, it's Chewbacca. Chewbacca's playing Chewbacca in this movie. <laughs> and like, I don't, I don't know whether or not they're doing it to kind of like... 
I don't know, keep that secret about you. You know what I mean? Like, make him still look real. You know what I mean? Like, whether or not they're trying to right, hide yeah. it from everybody that, hey, this is not a real. It's like, we know it's not real. Give the guy some love. Did you see he posted a video of himself with all, like, the, the solo Chewbacca toys? Yeah. He's so happy. He looks, he's young. He's like, what is he, like, in his early 20s, mid-20s? Uh, I want to say late 20s, Late maybe? 20s. Yeah. yeah. He's just over there. He's like, look, like, I got the pop toy. Look, Chewie's got the goggles on. Look at his gun. He's over there. Like, look at this. He's just so excited that he has, like, all these Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, he's really into it. I'm, and I'm really happy that he's got someone like that that's, mm-hmm. that's actually into Star Wars. Did you know, do you know his backstory about how he got into Star Wars? Uh, I do know he's a Swedish basketball player, yes. and I'm not quite sure how he got cast. Somebody you know? saw like how tall he was, mm-hmm. and they said, "Hey, go." There's this. If you do, you want to do you want to act? And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, that, that'd be a lot of fun." You know, he I guess he used to act, at, like in school or something. And he went to this audition in New York, and he did a few things. They told him to walk around a little bit, and he was like, "Okay." And then somebody says, "Hey." How do you feel about playing Chewbacca in Star Wars? And he was like, nah. <laughs> like, he thought it was a joke, but then, like, further on, he goes, oh, my, this is real. And they said, yeah, because Peter Mayhew, at this point in his life, he really can't walk right. anymore. So for Force Awakens, a lot of the, the moments you see Chewie sitting down, uh, like in the Falcon, you see Chewie, uh, and mostly, yeah, just sitting down. That's Peter Mayhew doing, still doing Chewie. I, I love the little head flick at the very end of, uh, Force Awakens. That's right. that's the original Chewie. But then all the walking around stuff, they had to bring in this this new guy in, and he said, you know, since he played basketball, he's used to studying movements of 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 players to understand how they move. So he was able to get down perfectly how Chewbacca walks, the mannerisms, the head tick, the the way the feet move, the arms move, to where now people don't even realize that it's not the same actor playing Chewbacca. Right. It's, right. A, it's a young guy, and I love it. Yeah, cool. yeah, I think he's done an excellent yes. job. I mean, he's really studied Peter Mayhew's movements, and some videos he he will break it down for you, and he will do the occasional Wookie growl, mm-hmm. and it does sound accurate for the most part. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah, he's he's. I mean, he's a great addition. So, but I think after this movie comes out, and how popular Chewbacca is, I think Chewbacca is is probably going to steal the show, in my opinion. In this movie, Lando and Chewie are probably going to steal it. After this movie, he's got to become a name, like a really big name after this movie, even though you don't see his face. I'm going to go ahead and predict that. Yeah, um, that's a tough thing. You don't see his face. That's that, that's the thing that kind of hurts him as far as like stardom. But if he's on all the media appearances and he does all the interviews and stuff, then maybe, I mean, yeah, he can. And I mean, to cast someone as Chewie, the requirement is you got to be tall. Yeah. And... You have to have blue eyes because Chewbacca has blue eyes. Yep. I always remember that about the toy, the Kenner toy, and there's blue eyes on Chewbacca. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's because, of course, we couldn't see that well in a standard to horrible definition. Yeah, true. When we're growing up. But. <laughs> All right, what else? We um, also, CinemaCon happened today or the day before. And they screen and CinemaCon takes place in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and it's uh, all the big uh, theater owners and chains. They show up to Las Vegas, a big convention, and they usually do stuff like this where they take uh, new movies or movies about to come out, and they show footage to the theater owners. And they did that for Solo, and this this is kind of a big spoiler, but of course we kind of just assumed that this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. They showed. A scene where, of course, it's the card game. It's uh, the the Sabat card game when 
Lando goes up against Han, and they cut it off at the very end, but it seems like they're they're betting and they're raising, and it gets to the ridiculous point where they're betting ships. They're putting <laughs> ships on the table, and of course Han doesn't have any ships. Maybe he put his speeder on the table, but he bets a ship, and then of course I think eventually Lando puts up the Falcon, mm-hmm. and then that's when the uh, the the great story that we've always heard in the original trilogy how Han won the Falcon Fair and Square even though he didn't have anything to back up his yeah. bets. So well, yeah, it's your ship. Hey, I want her fair and square. Yeah, <laughs> but like, okay. So here's my whole thing about the game. So they they play the game. Is this gonna be like when they first meet each other? Because in the trailers, it looks like Lando is is flying the Falcon like. So. Right, right. I think this is when they first meet each other because I think the whole thing is uh, Kira and Han have to go find someone uh, that has a ship. And, of course, Kira knows about Lando, mm-hmm. and then they find him at the card table, and then they have to get into the game. Han tries to maybe try and meet him, and he just decides to play, and it kind of goes from there. But, yeah, I, I think the Millennium Falcon is established... Lando owns it, mm-hmm. and they just kind of go from there. I think when they do get in the Falcon for the first time, Lando's like, yeah, I'm still flying it. I don't care yeah, if it's yours, you... even if you want it. But see, he, that might not be the game where Han wins the Falcon. Yeah. So we, we still don't know yet. They it, might be. They might do another show, another yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's pretty much it. That's all the spoiler stuff that I got. I think, uh, I think we did pretty good tonight. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I think that's it for tonight. And <laughs> we kind of went everywhere again. I know, but this this week we we focused. We did a lot of solo stuff. Yeah, I don't. Really, well, I think on the podcast for me, I don't really care about focus as long as we talk about something Star Wars yeah. related. I think everyone will be happy. So, uh, thank y'all for listening to us this week. Uh, like I said, coming up, we're going to be doing commentaries on the uh, original Star Wars movies. And I'm sorry, I don't have. I know I, y'all are going to hate me. I don't have the original copies of the movie. I have the digital copies of them that have all the new, you know, the special edition version and then the two, 2015 version. Yeah, you don't have the despecialized edition. No, I don't have that. So that's what we're going to be watching. And um, We'll have them on VHS. I don't have a VHS player, man. What's a yeah. VHS? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah, so we'll be doing that here pretty soon. We might have some guests to help us do that. Um, you have anything, last thing to say? So you can email us at StarWarsStuffPodcast at gmail.com. And also look us up on Twitter at uh, SWSPod2187. But you can also look us up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Radio Public and other podcasting sites. And yeah, just just, uh, give us a follow and give us a subscribe. Give us a subscribe. You know what I'm trying to say. Give us a subscribe. Yeah, give us a like, a listen, a subscribe. There you go. That's right. An email. An email. And yeah, just uh, thank y'all for listening to two fans just nerd about their favorite franchise. And uh, we thank you very much for for sticking out with us this long. And like I said, it's only going to get better. It's only going to get really, really great from now on. So uh, again, thank you for listening and may the force be with you. Always, and happy life day. Bye.